take off, take flight with you. Yeah, we never fly, but we're flying. Welcome back to another episode on Take Flight Podcast. This is a takeaway episode with myself, Pibilo Timbo. And in today's episode, I actually wanted to talk about a recent headline in the UK property investment world, and that's the reintroduction of 100% mortgages. So I wanted to very quickly share some more context, my thoughts, and perhaps what to consider for anyone that's listening and looking to weigh up this particular product as a first-time buyer. So Skipton Building Society announced a few weeks ago that they will be the first lender to offer a zero deposit mortgage. So this is where, just to be clear, they're allowing borrowers to take out 100% mortgage to purchase a property, which means if the property is valued at £350,000 on the housing market, you can actually borrow the entire £350,000. And I think for most listeners and most people would actually understand or have understood in order to acquire a property, you would need to put down some level of down payment. So this might be new or, or sound quite strange and unique to people that are, in, that are looking to actually buy their first property. So these mortgages are exclusively designed for first-time buyers who have actually struggled to get onto the housing ladder with either little to no deposit or no access to a gifted deposit and are actually currently renting. Now, to provide some context, we haven't seen a product like this in around 15 years since the financial crisis in 2008. And I'll share a little bit more around historical trends later on. Now, I think it's important to keep in mind that at the time of this recording, the average deposit for a first-time buyer is around £60,000 in the UK. And if you look at London specifically, it's over £115,000. And I think if you include the fact that rents are increasing year on year, you can actually perhaps see why a type of mortgage like this or type of product like this could be attractive to a number of first-time buyers. So, so the whole idea of sort of today's short segment is with that in mind, understanding sort of the landscape, let's sort of cover the criteria and potential implications if someone, you know, really is thinking about taking on um, this product. So the product itself is called a track record uh, mortgage, and it's it's coming at a fixed five-year uh, period with an interest rate of 5.49%. Uh, There's no product fees, and the maximum term is 35 years. So in simple terms, you would actually be able to borrow the entire amount of, of the purchase price. You would fix that mortgage for five years, and you would pay an interest rate of 5.49 for that entire five years. And then after five years, the fixed period comes up, and you would then need to sort of go into a, a new fixed period. And you'd be doing that until the 35-year term. Now, in order to qualify for this product, here's what Skipton have actually said. You need to first be a first-time buyer. You need to be aged 21 and over. You need to have less than 5% deposit, so in effect, unable to put down a down payment. You can borrow up to only £600,000. This does not apply if you're looking for a new build flat, so it's, it's you know, an existing previous historical building in that sense. Each applicant needs to be in a position where they haven't missed any payments on their debt or credit commitment. So you need to have a really, really good credit file. And this is over a period of the last six months. And one of the number one criteria is that you have to have proof of having paid your rent 12 months in a row during the last 18 uh, months. And you also have to have experience in actually paying some household bills for at least 12 months in a row during that 18 month period. So you know, unlike perhaps the financial crisis in 2008, where subprime mortgages were being given to anyone who actually asked for a mortgage, in this particular scenario, 
whilst you know the product is is sounds very sim similar from from a distance there is actually a criteria that is actually being applied before you can actually qualify for the loan so let's say you're listening to this episode and you you find that actually you qualify you're looking to buy your, your first property and as i've gone through that criteria you actually qualify and you think there's actually a really really good opportunity here uh, for you because it has been quite a challenge for you to, to save up the down payment over the years. So I've got a few points then for you to consider. So I think a couple of things. One, it's important to keep in mind that if you have little to no deposit, even with a guarantor, you're likely to be paying a much higher mortgage rate on your loan. So it's going to be a lot more expensive than if you had that down payment. And that's naturally how, how it works, right? So there's no such thing as a free lunch when you're borrowing at 100%. This product, there may be another lender that actually comes out later on in the year that offers a similar product. But what you'll tend to find is that this is only going to potentially be offered by maybe Skipton only or maybe a few other lenders. So what you'll find is that it's going to be less. There, there are not many lenders for you to go to for this particular product. So you're kind of subject to whatever terms and fees one or two lenders are actually offering. And I say that because in an ideal scenario, as a first time buyer, as an investor, you really want to have a plethora of lenders to um, be able to look into because that can give you an opportunity as to where you can compare rates and have a bit more of a competitive advantage. The other thing to, con to consider if you're a first-time buyer is in the event that property prices fall, because we are in a very challenging economic environment, there is a risk that the, your mortgage is going to be worth than the total value of your home. And this is called negative equity. And it, it's really, it's, 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 it becomes an issue only when you know you're you're looking to perhaps remortgage, or in an event you want to sell, right? And so, if you want to remortgage, for example, and you find yourself in negative equity, there are not perhaps many lenders that are going to be available to you. And again, it it puts you in a very limited situation, and you're perhaps only subject to the lend you're currently with, which could then actually lead to paying perhaps maybe even higher rates at the end of the five years. So I think it's very important to understand that whilst as a first-time buyer, you may qualify for something like this, what does it look like down the road? What does it look like after the two, three, four, five-year period? And what's going to happen in that time? So a couple other points I think it's important to consider is when I think about a first-time first buyer as a profile, how much information and knowledge does that person have? You could actually argue that interest rates are likely to decrease over the next five years. So is it worth waiting for a little bit longer to build up some form of deposit before actually taking on a mortgage like this, where the rate is actually 5.49%? You might find in two years time, the rates are lower and you're still locked in on that higher rate. I think if you are considering this product, there should be a plan up front to actually pay down some of the mortgage within that five years. So not just taking on 100% uh, mortgage and actually then not even looking to perhaps at some point maybe pay extra payments or accelerate that, that payment um, to create some sort of a better what we call loan to value. So, so there's some real equity there for you. A big point on this one for you to consider is how sure are you on your employment status, especially in this current climate, right? And, and your means of income to afford the mortgage payments over the long run because affordability over the long run, is the most important factor when it comes to keeping your home. And so whilst, again, I go back to this point, whilst, again, it may be quite attractive to get into this deal, what's the sort of viability over the long term? And, 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 
how does your skill set look or your employment or your industry looking over that term in terms of you being able to hold on to your to your job? I think it's also important to consider the different scenarios on if you default on your rent and if you default on your home, because those are two different, completely different scenarios, completely different implications. And I think it's very important to understand if you are currently renting. And again, this is a product that actually applies to you and you think you can actually you're eligible for the loan. What happens if you miss your rent payments? What, is that, what happens to your credit file or profile moving forward? What happens in the event you're unable to afford the mortgage payments? So something to keep in mind. And then I think, yeah, I think, I think it's also important to make sure that you're just making those assumptions, right? In, 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 if it works out really well, what does that look like? If it perhaps doesn't work out necessarily so well, does, what does that look like? I think also as, as part of this session, I kind of wanted to share a few historical examples to keep in mind, because this is the context of borrowing 100% of something, right? And so 100% of the actual asset or purchase price. And we've seen examples in the past where when consumers have actually borrowed or, or leveraged more than they can afford, what has tend to been the, the sort of implications or results. So I'll start with the Great Depression in 1929. This was, in summary, stock market crash and the essence behind this crash was was people were effect, uh, effectively borrowing money they did not have to invest in the stock market to have stock certificates that they did not actually understand and so they borrowed from the bank they mortgaged their homes in order to invest in the stock market and inevitably as that sort of climbed and reached its peak when it started to decline many people rushed out to liquidate and, and pull money out of the market and obviously of course many people lost in that particular process but the essence of there is, is people are borrowing more than they can afford when they don't actually fully understand the implications. Similar, could be similar to some people for this product, 100% of, of uh, mortgage. Second thing was the 2008 financial crisis. As I mentioned earlier, this was where, you know, lenders were offering subprime mortgages to anybody that was basically applying without, you didn't have to have any proof of income, no deposit. There wasn't hardly any checks here in, in the US, and that ended up um, as a catastrophe because ultimately, you know, once people were able to start to default on their payments, that is where it, it started to turn. Property prices started to fall. All these properties went back to those, then to the bank. The investors that had an interest in uh, those properties no longer wanted, and it just started to, to unravel and turn. And again, that is a, an example of where a group of people are borrowing 100%. I also need to add that Northern Rock was a bank that went under and they were they were also offering 125% of the, 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 so they were giving you more money than the actual purchase price of the product. So it's important because I recognize that a product like this is speaking to first-time buyers who may not necessarily have the knowledge, information, and are just thinking about wanting to jump onto the property ladder, but there are a number of implications to consider. And there are historical events for us to reference, which you need to take into consideration when making a decision. And the very last point, some closing points just to keep in mind. I think for someone who's looking into this, you, you should really try to understand the real intention of this product by Skipton or any lender, because it, it may only benefit a small number of people. And so the target audience that I, I think this applies to is someone who's actually unable to afford a down payment, but is paying perhaps maybe a relatively expensive rent and may not have necessarily the, the knowledge, right? And so that, that could be a recipe for, for, for disaster. Personally, I, I would actually suggest any first-time buyer who's considering this product 
their criteria is you haven't missed a rent payment in 12 months. I would say two to three years, right? I would try to, you know, extend and, and, and create that buffer, right? They want 12 months, but, you know, honestly speaking, have I, have I, have I missed, has it just been 12 months or can I actually show two to three years of paying my rent and I haven't actually missed a payment? I'd also say to perhaps be in a position where your mortgage payment, if this is a product that you take, is actually only around 30% of what you actually earn. A lot of times what you find, especially within the UK, mortgage payments are by far the highest um, expense for, for any individual person or family, and it could range anywhere between 40 to 50% of what they earn. And so the reason why I say, perhaps if ideally you could perhaps put some criteria yourself, and it could this be 30%, is because this is unlike, this product is, is going to, it's is unlikely that anyone that is applying for this product has multiple sources of income, has multiple streams of income. So everything is riding on their employment. And so this is really the success, the, the key factor to your ability to make, keep this, this, this mortgage over its term. And we're in a very tricky, challenging uh, environment today. So in addition to what Skipton or any other lender is actually looking for, I think personally there's a responsibility that the individual should look to say, I'm actually, I don't just meet these criterias, I meet these criterias plus more. And I think the final point to perhaps consider, especially for that first time buy, is you should plan for everything that could go possibly wrong and also right and ensure you have a solution on either end. So you're not really hit with surprises. I think it's, I think you could, the worst scenario that I see is this applying to people that are quite vulnerable in a sense of they have the means of income today but because they lack the knowledge and they understand the real implications, it is not quite clean and doesn't work out very well. And that idea of wanting to jump on a property ladder and create wealth has been cut very short because your, your lack of knowledge or inability to perhaps look beyond what it takes just to get into a, a mortgage product. So, so yeah, very short episode. Just wanted to get a few points across. I hope some of these points have actually helped for any first-time buyer that potentially is listening to this or any, any person in general, actually, that is you know, thinking about this, because ultimately this is not a product for investors. It's only for first-time buyers. So maybe some of those points can help when you're actually weighing up your, your decision. And again, as, as always, it's important to mention, this is not financial advice. This is just sharing a few tips, nuggets for people to consider when making a decision. So I hope you've enjoyed it. And, you know, if you've got any questions, reach out to me personally on Instagram or Take Flight Podcast. And we also have an email as well. Take five podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, speak soon. Take off, take flight with you. Uh, yeah. Fool, we never fly, but